Hey everyone, I'm Erica Bazell, and in the over 10 years I've been in the health and wellness industry, I have become so passionate about all things wellness. I have a crazy love for learning and have devoted my career to sharing everything that I learned so that you can live your healthiest, most energized, highest vibe life. Each week I will share with you my thoughts on wellness, everything from fitness, nutrition, mental health, relationships, and more. Welcome to my confessions in whole body health. Hey everyone, welcome to Confessions and Whole Body Health. I'm Erica, and I am so excited that you are here today listening. I thought for this first episode that we'd dive in a little bit into me, my history, my experiences, and really what business do I have being your coach? So I started in the wellness industry over 10 years ago. It was at 2008, I believe. I joined a local gym after feeling in my undergrad that I was too stressed out and I needed a place to take yoga classes. Why a yoga studio didn't cross my mind at that point, I have no idea, but I joined a local gym. And once I joined, I actually really never took a yoga class. I was put through the whole shebang of getting my body fat tested and being put on a basic weight training machine, taught how to use the cardio equipment, retested, asked every single time when I left the gym if I had any friends that would want to join, and for some reason I loved it. I started taking all these different classes, Pilates, total body sculpts, spinning, just about anything, I tried it, but for whatever reason, I didn't take a yoga class. I don't know why, but something about being there, being in this environment made me start to feel like I wanted to do this. I wanted to be a part of it. So I took this very basic entry-level class in undergrad, um, personal health, and you basically uh, made yourself a basic nutrition plan, a basic workout plan, just just kind of the, the bare minimum ins and outs of being a personal trainer. And I loved it. I was probably, I, had, I remember it was an 8 a.m. class. And I was like ready and raring to go to show up for class every day. I loved it. So I was like, okay, what do I need to do to be able to work at the gym that I'm already a member of? So I asked one of the directors and she was like, really just take a personal training certification exam. And she recommended which one I should take. And I ordered all the books and went to town just studying for it. I actually got hired at the gym about three months before I even took my exam, they had this position called a programmer. So basically my job was to do the body fat measurements and like um, get people set up on a very basic machine program that was basically follow, you know, their pre-scripted here, this is the program you should give people, teach them how to use cardio equipment and clean equipment all day long. And I took the job. I remember my very first day of work was the 4th of July. And I took the job and they told me that I could work with the other trainers and learn from them. I got to shadow trainers. And I probably did really learn a lot during that time. But looking back, it totally makes me think about how in this industry you can get jobs with really out having any experience. I mean, I had no business writing someone a program at that point in time. I 
was following just guidelines that they gave me, you know, make sure you have a chest exercise, a back exercise, make sure, you know, you're doing this part and this, like everything was structured and they, I was just handing out this cookie cutter program to people and that's not right. No two people are exactly the same. Really, when you're setting someone up on any sort of program, it really has to be customized to them. Well, when I started, I didn't understand that yet. But eventually I did. So at least we made some progress. So I took my training exam. I was able to switch from being a programmer to a trainer. And I slowly got to work with different clients. I was shift around from a couple different clubs and ended up in a women's club where I was able to really start to build a following, especially starting to teach classes. First class I ever taught was Matt Pilates. I had been taking the class for probably over a year, two to three times a week, absolutely loved it, and jumped right into teaching it. Everything at this gym, when you start off, is like in-house trained. So all you had to do was work with someone else in the gym, learn, whatever it was that they knew, and then you could teach the classes, which as someone starting out was pretty great because I didn't have to go get all of these other certifications. Um, But looking back, I had no clue what I was doing. No clue whatsoever. So I worked through uh, probably a year there teaching classes, training clients, and eventually I left, went to another gym and only taught classes taught Matt Pilates. I ended up starting to get certified in a lot of other different things, silver sneakers and Zumba. Um, I was subbing wherever and anywhere that I could. Um, I just, I was always hungry for more information. So whenever there was something local that came up as a certification, I jumped on it. Um, I was trained in Piloxing, Willpower and Grace, uh, Zumba for kids, anything and everything I taught, where I got to the point that I was actually teaching like 40 classes a week. I was a full-time group fitness instructor, which for some people are like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. No, I literally was working out for a living 40 hours a week. And when you take classes and when you teach classes, it's just totally different worlds. You are might not have, you might not have the heaviest weights when you're teaching, but you're exerting so much more energy trying to get all the cues and words out and show modifications and options and all these things. You're, you're dying up there. And I loved it. At the time, I loved it. All I wanted was, can I teach more classes? What can I do more, 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 more? And eventually my body's like, uh, no, no. During this time, I started running. So in addition to teaching 40 classes a week, I was running two or three days a week. I you know, ran my first 5K. I worked my way up, ran my first half marathon, my first full marathon. Um, I mean, to this day, I, I've lost count. I I've run like eight, I think eight full marathons, like 13 or more half marathons. And, uh, and I still love it. I love to run. I, but running that much and teaching that much really took a toll on my body. And I kept feeling like I needed something more. I needed something else to bring my clients. And I kept finding 
that in the personal training and group fitness worlds, you get asked a lot of questions. You get asked questions about injuries. You get asked questions about other workouts people should do, how they should eat, how anything in their lives they ask you for. And I would find that so many trainers and teachers would just offer up information, offer up tip after tip, advice after advice of all these things that they thought people should do. And I'm thinking, well, what business did any of us have giving this information? The personal training exam has like a short chapter on nutrition. You're by no means qualified to give nutrition advice beyond telling someone super basics like you need carbs, proteins, and fats, and you need to drink water. That's it. That's really it. And even as a nutritionist, you still can't give someone a step-by-step, item-by-item meal plan. You have to be a registered dietitian for that. So I looked around at the people that I was working with and was like, something's missing. I need something more. So I went back to school and I got my master's in nutrition, applied nutrition. So basically I decided I didn't want to be a registered dietitian because I didn't want to go back to school for four or five more years. I took five years in my undergrad that was unrelated to any of this. And I was like, okay, applied nutrition. At the end of that, I could be a nutritionist. My scope of practice is essentially nutrition counseling. I can give nutrition advice, but I still can't write someone a step-by-step meal plan. I'm cool with that. Okay. So I did that. I wrote my thesis on the effects of yoga in overcoming eating disorders. And I learned a lot. It was this online program, so it was really tough to work through because you didn't really have that interaction of being in the classroom, but there was a lot of information, and I learned a lot, and then I turned around to go back to my clients and be like, you know, this is all the stuff that I've learned, and I found that they weren't listening. I found that people really wanted to gravitate toward these big, shiny objects that are out there, so the gyms that offer these big prize weight loss competitions, these really restrictive diet fads and drinking all the shakes in the world and all the supplements and all the things. And it all was exactly the opposite of everything that I had learned. Everything that I had learned in my personal training certification and all of my individual class certifications, which by this time I think numbered something like 20 through my whole master's program, through the undergrad work that I did in health and wellness, all of it. And all of a sudden, I was surrounded by all of these nutrition ideas that didn't make sense. They didn't match everything that I had learned. And when people asked my advice, it was like they didn't believe my answers because it wasn't the norm of everything they were hearing around them. And that was crazy to me. And because of this, I ended up really pulling away from a lot of the one-on-one interaction in wellness. I, I didn't stop training completely, but I really only kept like a small handful of clients that I'd worked for, with for years. 
And I really didn't do anything with my nutrition degree. Nothing. For, I don't know, four years, I think. Three years, four years. It just sat there. And I just, I felt really defeated. I had worked so hard to learn all of these things, to be able to bring them back for my clients. They were my inspiration for learning these things. And then when I brought them back, they didn't want to hear it. And digging deeper into it, I found that the people that they wanted to listen to were the people who started out their wellness journey with some big deal transformation. Usually it was some sort of crazy weight loss, hundreds of pounds, you know, what, whatever it was. And I didn't have that. I spent my entire undergrad working three jobs and teaching group fitness and doing personal training. I didn't gain the freshman 15. I worked out for a living and I was young. My metabolism was high. I could eat whatever the heck I wanted and it didn't even matter. So I never had this transformation to show people that the things that I wanted to teach them were legit. And I gave up. I absolutely gave up. People would always be surprised when I'd say, oh yeah, well, I have my master's in nutrition. And they'd be like, oh, you do? Or I'd see friends on Facebook be talking about all these different nutritionists that they've worked with or dietitians or this or that. And I'm like, why isn't someone working with me? And it was because I felt like I wasn't good enough. Because all the information out there was the opposite of what I believed and what I had learned. And so I felt that I had no business being in this industry. And it took a lot of inner work to start to get through that. But I still felt like something had to change. So I started to pull back from the fitness world. I still taught classes, but much less. And then decided to go back to school for massage therapy. Uh, In the meantime, I'd actually been working in more of like a management capacity in gyms. So I still got to pull back from teaching a little bit and got to do more of like the schedule creation, payroll, all that fun stuff. And that stuff wasn't that fulfilling. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. So I went back to school for massage therapy. Thought that it would be a really great complement to everything else that I did with it just completed this whole wellness world that I wanted to still be in and thought maybe if I was working in some other wellness capacity that people would take my information on everything else more seriously that they'd think of it as more legit so I went through my massage therapy program got licensed opened up my own practice. And I did pretty well. But it it wasn't the same. It wasn't that same interaction with a lot of clients. You have different people that come in for massages. You have people who think of it as just this relaxation, this luxury. And then you have the people who really 
count on needing it for their physical, mental health, that how much it helps them just in life. And I started to try and really focus in on that. Focus in on the fact that massage is more than just a luxury to relax for an hour. That if you regularly got massages, and not even every week or every two, no, every month or every two months, a couple times a year, that any sort of regular massage would translate into other areas of your life. You would feel better physically. Um, you'd be able to deal better with stress. So emotionally, mentally, you could feel better. How important massage could be. But again, I felt like I was up against this wall. That there was such a stigma still out there that massage therapy is all about relaxation. That people don't want to budget it into their lives because why spend money on that when I could spend money on something else? And I felt like, wow, what, what is going on? What is going on in the wellness industry that people aren't seeing what it actually takes to be well? And so I kept working, kept feeling like something wasn't right. Something was missing. Started to consider bringing back nutrition into my practice, bringing more physical work into my practice with writing programs and training one-on-one. And there was always just this little piece in the back of my mind reminding myself again and again and again that I wasn't worthy of it. That I didn't know enough, that I didn't have the answers that people wanted, that people weren't going to listen to me, and I was just too far out of whatever the norm was in wellness, that I was never going to get there. And I did. I stayed stuck where I was. And it wasn't until... COVID started this year that I was forced to look at my business and make a change. I was forced to stop everything that I was doing previously, teaching classes, working one-on-one with clients, massaging. I had to stop it all for over four months. And during that time, I had to pivot. I had to think that there has to be something else that I could be doing. And I fell into taking more and more courses. By this time now, I finished my 500-hour yoga teacher training. I'm a master trainer with Yoga Fit. I'm still doing all of these things. But I realized that at the root of everything wellness is the emotional and mental piece. That I had to work through my own limiting beliefs about how I wasn't good enough and how I didn't know enough. Let go of that to show up as this authority in the wellness space. I have so many certifications. I have a master's degree. I have my license in massage therapy. I've taken so many courses. 
And I don't say that to brag like, oh, look at me. But I've done the work and I know ways to find what works for different people. And it's not necessarily what you see on TV or what the big promotional fad diets are. That you don't necessarily have to pump yourself with all of these supplements and shakes and all of these things that you have to pay money for and keep paying money for long term because you don't want to stop taking them. That there's so much more to wellness than that and that it doesn't have to be that way. I see people go into these programs and they have awesome results at first. And then motivation starts to fall a little bit and there this is back and forth back and forth and then eventually they gain all the weight back or most of the weight back i always think about like the tv show the biggest loser and how majority of the contestants who lost all of this weight on the show gained it all back after because what they were doing wasn't sustainable Everything about wellness has to be sustainable, has to be something that you can make a part of your actual life, part of your daily life to feel whole, feel healthy, feel energized, and to let go of all of the baggage that we've carried with us so far. Everyone has that baggage. Everyone has some sort of fears and limiting beliefs and things that they are working through. But it's how do we deal with those that affects the rest of our lives. So COVID hits and I'm forced to turn everything I do online to start creating courses, to start teaching virtual classes, creating programs online. And I did it. I'd said that I had wanted to do it for years, years and years. I was like, ooh, I want to be like all those programs you see on TV. And all of a sudden I had to. So I did it. And it was a learning curve along the way, figuring it out one step at a time. But I was able to do it. And even still, as I have people come to me and start to realize that all the stuff I've been saying for years, they're just now starting to realize, oh, maybe that was right. Or, oh, maybe that works better for me than what I'd been doing. And it's just been a little bit of of a roller coaster trying to figure out and navigate this space and what wellness means just to me. Just because I haven't had some crazy weight loss journey or I didn't work in myself to the bone to uh, compete in a, you know, figure competition. That's never something I wanted to do. But... I've worked through so many things. When I went back to massage school, I gained almost 20 pounds. And I'm quite thin. So 20 pounds, people are like, oh, you needed to gain that. When in reality, anyone gaining 20 pounds is like, oh my God, what do I do? And I was sitting all day in classes. I was teaching less. So I wasn't working out as much. I had totally burned myself out working in the fitness industry that eventually I was like, I don't even want to work out for myself anymore. I was running less, but still trying to do the same races. I 
worked for an obstacle course race company. I was running marathons, half marathons, obstacle course races, doing all of the things, but I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't eating quite as well as I had been. And I just kept spinning in circles. And I had to pull myself out of that. I had to make little changes without restructuring my whole life around some sort of diet. And I had to learn that that was okay. That all of the things that I have learned in the past decade make me who I am and make me the person qualified to help other people, to teach the things that I know and teach my clients to have their own breakthroughs of what's been holding them back to feeling healthy and well and energized. Because really at the end of the day, isn't that what we want? We want to have all the energy. We want to feel great. At the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily come down to what you look like. Weight is just a number. It's how do we feel. And how we feel has so much more to do with our whole life than it does with how we work out or how we eat. And I think that's something that the world needs to hear. That to be well is about every aspect of your life. And we are going to have times in our lives that different aspects are going to shine brighter than others. Some aspects are going to need more help, more focus to pull through. But we'll get there. And then as we raise up one area, another one might fall a little bit, and that's okay. It comes down so much to the thoughts that are in our heads. To work through limiting beliefs and the fears that we have been telling ourselves are true. Making the choice to stand up for ourselves. For what we need, for what we want, for what we believe. That's where wellness comes from. So I am so excited that you are here with me on this journey. I cannot wait to share more stories of my experiences in this field. I'm excited to learn from guests that I have along the way. And I am so ready to help each and every one of you find that true wellness in your life.